In this week's market update, China starts the year of the rabbit on the front foot. The oil market faces more turmoil as Russian exports are squeezed again, and the latest data releases set up key rate-setting meetings next week. China's in focus this week as the year of the rabbit begins following Sunday's Lunar New Year. Hope, peace, and prosperity are the key features of the rabbit, and we could all certainly do with more of all of those. As the cost of living crisis and the war in Ukraine drag on, peace and prosperity may be the hardest to achieve. Hope, however, springs eternal, and no more so than in financial markets at the moment, with indices around the world having started the year strongly. That's true in China as much as anywhere else, with the CSI 300 index 7% up year-to-date and 18% higher since its low point last autumn. Some markets in the Asia region have done even better, with the Hang Seng in Hong Kong, a notable outperformer, up about 45% since October. The sentiment shift in China has been rapid and dramatic. In large part, it's to do with the government's U-turn on its former zero-COVID policy. The unexpected reopening of the Chinese economy obviously poses risks in the short term, with holiday travel over the New Year period likely to deliver one of the biggest COVID superspreader events to date. But markets are already looking through any short-term problems in China to the economic rebound as three years of pent-up demand is unleashed. China has never really opened up since the outbreak of the virus in early 2020, so the country never enjoyed the economic rally that we did in the West. Arguably, an uptick in activity could be just what the global economy needs as the rest of the world teeters on the brink of recession. Just as Chinese spending helped pull the world out of recession after the financial crisis, it's possible that it will create the backdrop for a soft landing this time around too. That positivity was certainly in evidence last week at the Davos summit, where a much more optimistic tone was struck by business and financial leaders. China's improving outlook is not just about COVID though. Other positives include an easy stance on regulation of key sectors such as technology and an apparent desire to underpin the shaky property market. Putting all of those factors together, the out-of-favour Chinese stock market could enjoy a meaningful rally this year, not least because at around 11 times earnings, it's considerably cheaper than many other global markets, the US in particular. Improvements in China obviously help its domestic economy but they're a positive for the rest of the world too. One of the strongest markets so far in 2023 has been Europe, where the outlook for the region's big exporting companies has improved on the coattails of China's recovery. On either side of the Atlantic, the main focus is next week's central bank meetings, and this week's data releases will all be viewed through the lens of their impact on rate-setting decisions next Wednesday and Thursday. Markets are currently much more optimistic about the future path of interest rates, in the US in particular, than the central banks that will actually make the key decisions. The Fed, for example, is falling over itself to persuade investors that rates have further to go and will stay at their peak throughout the rest of the year. That's not what the futures markets are implying, though. They anticipate that US rates will peak just under 5% and then start to fall before the end of the year and fall below 3% in 2024. That's being taken as a positive by stock markets, 
But it's hard to see that trajectory for rates in the absence of a nasty recession. So it does rather look like investors are hoping to have their cake and eat it. Anyway, next week, we will see whether the Federal Reserve will, as expected, return to the quarter point rate hikes that characterized monetary policy for many years before last year's acceleration of the interest rate squeeze. Since the start of 2022, there have been four three-quarter point rate hikes and a half-point rise in December as the Fed tried to get ahead of the curve on inflation. The expectation now is that we're only a handful of quarter-point hikes away from the peak, and next week will be the first indication of whether that more bullish view is justified. Here in the UK, we're probably further away from the peak. Inflation here is higher and more stubborn than over the pond, with the latest CPI reading remaining above 10% compared to just 6.5% in America. Wage growth is also stickier here, and the task of the Bank of England looks further away from completion. Next week's rate hike in the UK is expected to be 0.5%. This week's inflation number in the UK is the PPI reading, which measures the cost of goods leaving the factory gate. Less widely watched than the Consumer Prices Index, but a key signal of underlying inflationary pressures. A key driver of the UK economy, as we know, is the housing market. So this week's house price index from Zoopla will be worth a look. The evidence from other surveys, like those from Halifax and Nationwide, is that the housing market is in the early stages of a serious correction, as rising interest rates leave many homeowners in the grip of a painful hike in mortgage rates. The differential between interest rates as the US heads towards easing while other regions continue to squeeze policy higher, is showing up in the dollar, which has fallen noticeably in recent weeks. The dollar tends to rise either when the US economy is strong or when investors engage in a flight to safety. The middle ground of a modestly slowing US economy tends to lead to a weaker dollar, and that's where we are currently. Now, a weak dollar is usually good news for emerging markets for a couple of reasons. It reduces the cost of many imported goods into those markets. Oil, for example, is priced in dollars, so a lower US currency makes that key input cost more affordable. It also helps those countries which have dollar-denominated debts. Funding them becomes easier as the dollar falls. This is one reason why emerging market shares have outperformed US stocks recently, and many investors are starting to question whether we're on the cusp of a change in leadership in global markets. The US has led the way for many years, but a tougher outlook for its dominant tech stocks, a weaker dollar, and a preference for value-focused stock markets rather than growth does point to a changing of the guard. Tech is also in focus this week with a few high-profile names reporting results, including Microsoft and Tesla. A key focus of the latest round of tech results will be the job losses that many companies are starting to announce as the pandemic tech spending boom runs out of steam. It's estimated that around 200,000 tech-related jobs have been terminated in recent months. Another key focus for investors this week is the oil market as the squeeze on Russia intensifies with a price cap on sales of refined products such as diesel from Russia into the EU. This is similar to the cap on crude prices implemented in December and threatens turmoil in the oil market as Russia is the biggest supplier of diesel to Europe, which is one of the biggest users of the fuel. 
Sales spiked higher in the final quarter of last year and storage facilities are full, but experts still expect to see a rise in the price of diesel once the new measures take effect. Diesel is already significantly more expensive than petrol thanks to supply constraints. So there's plenty going on in global markets at the moment and the enthusiasm of investors has tapered a little over the past week compared with the optimism with which the year started. As ever, the key drivers will be the ongoing earnings season and the path of inflation and interest rates. And on all three fronts, there'll be no shortage of guidance in the next few days and weeks. Please be aware the value of investments and the income from them can go down as well as up, so you may not get back what you invest. This information does not constitute investment advice and should not be used as the basis for any investment decision, nor should it be treated as a recommendation for any investment. Investors should also note that the views expressed may longer be current and may have already been acted upon. Reference to specific securities should not be construed as a recommendation to buy or sell these securities and is included for the purposes of illustration only. Fidelity Personal Investing does not give personal recommendations. If you are unsure about the suitability of an investment, you should speak to an authorised financial advisor. This podcast may not be reproduced or circulated without prior permission. It is meant for UK residents and does not constitute an offer or solicitation in any jurisdiction in which it may be unlawful to make such an offer or solicitation. No statements or representations made in this podcast are legally binding on Fidelity or the recipient. Issued by Financial Administration Services Limited, authorised and regulated in the UK by the Financial Conduct Authority. Fidelity, Fidelity International, the Fidelity International logo and F symbol are trademarks of FIL Limited.